0: Great. Well, um, there's a few on holiday again this week, but those that are here, um, I just really believe that that God wants you to know that this is a unique day, and every Sunday is a unique day, and that that there's something that God wants to say to you today that is different to any other time. So let's have open hearts today. Let's let's tune in to what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us today. If you're visiting today, if you're not a Christian yet, um, if you have just begun your walk with God, maybe you've been walking with God for a long, long time, whoever you are, I really believe that the living God wants to speak to you today and wants to to speak into your heart. So let's make sure we have Open hearts to what God wants to say this morning. So, this is the second part of our series that we're doing this August called Matters of the Heart. And last Sunday, Pastor Paula shared with us about a heart of love. And she spoke about having a heart that is open to God's love because. God's called us to be a united body of people, the church. And the only way that we can achieve that is by loving one another in the way that God loves us, with that agape love, that all-giving, sacrificial love. And um, if we're going to be those people, we have to have a true revelation of God's love in our heart. And Paula just challenged us last week to open our hearts up to God's love. And we prayed for people at the end last Sunday to, to, to... be filled with the love of God, to soften hearts, maybe where hearts had been uh, become hard, to soften hearts so that hearts could truly be touched and filled with God's love. And, and that's what happened last week. And it was an amazing time of worship last week. We had some worship at the end, and we're going to be doing the same again this Sunday. Um, and inviting people to come up for prayer. So if God is speaking to you as I'm, I'm sharing the word of God today, be ready to come forward at the end to receive prayer today. So today I'm going to be speaking about a heart that's guarded, a heart that's guarded. And I'll explain what I mean by that in a minute. But during this series, Matters of the Heart, where we're going to take 4 weeks this August to talk about our hearts. We're not talking about our physical heart that blood, uh, that pumps the blood around the body. Um, I'll leave that to the doctors and the nurses and the health professionals to do that. But we are essentially talking about the soul. Uh, We're talking about the very core of our being. We're talking about the place where our emotions flow from. Um, That's what we're talking about as we talk about matters of the heart. Now, when I talk about a heart that's guarded, what I'm not saying is that we should Um, have a closed heart or a hard heart. Uh, When I talk about having a guarded heart, I'll explain what I'm talking about. So, you know, last week, Paul encouraged us to soften our hearts before God. Now, I'm not getting up this week and saying, actually, no, don't soften your hearts. Close your hearts and harden your hearts. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying that is a guarded heart is something that's different. A guarded heart um, is about being careful what we let into our hearts. Okay? You and I... We've got to be careful what we let into our hearts. When you let the wrong stuff into your heart, remember we're talking about our soul, the the, the, the core of who we are. When you let the wrong stuff into your heart, that's when your heart becomes closed and hardened. Um, and we even become hardened to the right stuff. So there's wrong stuff and there's right stuff. And I want to encourage you today that, You are the best person to guard your heart. You are the best person to operate the gate of your heart. Everyone say, operate the gate. Operate the gate. gate. We're going to be talking about operating the gate today. Letting the right stuff in, keeping the wrong stuff out. Um, Paula mentioned this scripture last week. She stole it actually last week. But um, I'll use it again today. Proverbs 4 verse 23. Uh, In three different translations. First of all in the New Living Translation it says, guard your heart, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. It's a really interesting statement and again as Paula said last week as she was introducing this series, what, we, what goes on in the heart determines the course of our life. That's a, that's a that's a really big thing, isn't it? So we've got to keep guard of our hearts. Next translation, NIV, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So again, if your heart is in a good condition, then what you do is going to be good condition stuff. But if your heart's in a bad condition, then it's going to affect you negatively. And then in the New King James Version, it says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So the condition of your heart determines the course of your life. Everyone got that? The condition of your heart determines the course of your life. If you want your life to go in a healthy direction, you've got to keep your heart healthy, the soul of who you are. It says in 3 John, verses 1 and 2, sorry, chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So there's an interesting alignment again there between the condition of your soul or your heart and the way that your life goes. If you have a prosperous soul, a healthy heart, then your life will become prosperous, it says. You'll prosper in all things and be in health. And we're not talking about money when we're talking about prospering. That may be an offshoot of having a prosperous life, but what we're talking about is having a fulfilled and a joy-filled and a God-filled and a god purpose-driven life. That's a prosperous life, amen, Uh, where God is moving and God is leading and God is directing. Um, So if you want that kind of life, you have to have a healthy soul or a healthy heart. So the key to having a prosperous or a healthy heart is to guard it well. You've got to operate the gate. Say it again, operate the gate. Thank you. Good. So now let's talk about the physical heart for a minute because I said just now I'm not a doctor but I do know a few things about the physical heart Um, because you know you can't get this far in this life in this world without hearing about how to have a healthy physical heart and again Paula touched on this last week but if you want to have a healthy physical heart you have to guard it well your physical heart can be severely damaged When you eat the wrong foods, especially over a long period of time, your physical heart can be severely damaged by not doing enough exercise, especially over a long period of time. And also, your physical heart can be damaged by things that aren't food, aren't exercise, but your physical heart can be damaged by challenging circumstances that you go through in life. You could call it suffering, things that can lead to you um, becoming worried or fearful, things that can, can involve anxiety, shock, grief, loneliness, stress, disappointment, unforgiveness, all of those things can actually affect the health of your physical heart, can't they? We understand how stress can really damage your physical heart. But eating the right foods, doing exercise, dealing with challenging circumstances, well, can keep your physical heart healthy. So in the midst of challenging circumstances, being deliberate about trusting God, about walking by faith, about speaking positively, about spending time with good people. That's a huge one. Spend time with the right people taking time to rest and relax, being quick to forgive, all of those things can hugely benefit your, uh, the health of your physical heart. Next week, my lovely wife, Carla, is going to be talking about a heart of forgiveness. And, um, and, and there are people that need to hear what she's got to say next week, because that is such a massive factor for us as Christians to operate with a heart of forgiveness. But today I'm talking about having a heart that's guarded. So I've just spoken about our physical heart there, how these things can really affect our physical heart. But let's go back to uh, the soul, the core of who we are, our heart that we're talking about in this series. I think there are three main areas that we need to consider. Number one, how we eat. How we eat. I'm not standing here Uh, Talking about physical health today, I'm glad to say. I'm standing here talking about spiritual health. And one of the things that can affect your soul, the heart of who you are, is how you eat. Matthew 4 verse 4 says this. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So there is physical food. And they're a spiritual food. And the word of God, uh, we often refer to the Bible as the word of God. Because the Bible contains the logos, the logic, the wisdom, the truth of who God is. And so when you read your Bible, you're receiving um, that wisdom of God. And in this passage here, when Jesus is talking about the word that proceeds from the mouth of God, he is talking about this word Made alive in your heart, the rhema. So, you know, when you read your Bible, it's important that you pray and that you say, God, I don't just want to read words off a page, but I want to hear what you're saying to me through the Bible. And it becomes rhema. And that's what feeds your life. That's what will cause your heart to become a healthy heart. Amen? So, one sec. So when we eat God's word, as it were, we're eating the bread of life. And this is really good for our soul, for the heart of who we are. But I don't know about you, but so often we're unguarded, aren't we, about what we feed on. We fill our minds with the voices of this world that contradict what God says. Through the friendships that we have, through social media, this is a big one. Through music, through the media generally, through what we listen to, through what we watch, through what we read, we fill our minds with voices that aren't the word of God and that do nothing for our heart, for the soul of who we are. In fact, they can have a detrimental effect on the soul, can't they? Many of these voices that we allow into our lives. And we forget to operate the gate of our heart. We end up letting so much junk in that our hearts become clogged up. And this is what leads to closed and to hard hearts where then even the right stuff can't get in, what God wants to do. The second thing about guarding our hearts, about areas that we need to consider when it comes to, to having a healthy soul is, is secondly how we exercise Again, I'm not talking about bodily exercise. But it says in 1 Timothy 4 verse 8, everything is covered in the Bible, right? And it says in 1 Timothy 4 verse 8, for bodily exercise profits a little. So all of you health freaks out there who are constantly exercising, well done because you're being biblical. You're biblical. Bodily exercise profits a little bit, okay? But... Godliness is profitable for all things, having the promise of life that now is, and of that which is to come. So what's godliness? Godliness, so it's put alongside bodily exercise. So when we exercise ourselves unto godliness, in other words, when we live in a godly way, when we live according to the ways that God wants us to live, That profits our lives exceptionally. It profits all things. It's like physical exercise in that our heart, the soul of who we are, becomes stronger when we live in a godly way. Living in a godly way effectively positions us at the gate of our heart. And it causes us to be ready to close the gate when the wrong stuff tries to come in. So think of it this way. If you are just living like the world all the time, if you are continually living in areas of sin in your life and you're just doing things that you know are contrary to God's way of doing things, Really, you've left your position at the gate. You're not really considering um, what you're letting into your life. You become much more susceptible to living um, a life where your heart is going to get very damaged. And again, this leads to an unhealthy soul or an unhealthy heart. You've kind of left your station and your heart's wide open for just anything to come in. So it's really important that we're living godly lives. And that doesn't mean you've got to get it right all the time, but you've got to be moving towards God's way of doing things. You've got to be open continually to what God says uh, regarding his kingdom way of doing things. And you've got to have a heart that's ready to say, God, I messed up there. I want to get this right. Help me to live your way. And the third thing that really contributes to having a healthy heart is how we respond to challenging circumstances. So again, physical heart is affected by challenging circumstances and how you respond. So is the soul of who you are. It says in Psalm 27, verse 14, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So Psalm 27 is one of my favorites. And in Psalm 27, David lists a whole load of challenges that he's facing at that moment. He has opportunities for fear. David has opportunities um, to, to kind of give up. He's got threats being made against him. People are against him. Even people that were once with him have now turned against him. Lies are being said about him. Violent threats are being made. He's in a time of war. Um, There's even relationship breakdown. He says, even my father and mother, when they turn against me. So things aren't looking good for David here. But in Psalm 27, at the end, the last verse, verse 14, he says, wait on the Lord. He says, I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to trust in the Lord and he will strengthen my heart. So David was positioned at the gate of his heart. He was operating the gate well because he lived a godly life and he kept it firmly guarded most of the time. We all know David's big mess up, but most of the time he kept that gate firmly guarded. And in, in this Psalm, David declared that he would not fear. Amen? So He he was thinking about his circumstances, the suffering that he was going through, the time of stress that he was going through. And he was saying, this is how I'm going to respond in these situations. I'm not going to fear. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to seek God's face. I'm going to have good courage. I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to wait on God. And I think waiting on God is simply about taking the time to see how God would have us respond. It's about not reacting. It's about um, not rushing in, not trying to handle things in our own strength, not doing things the way that the world would do things, but saying, God, I don't know what's going on here. I'm facing some great challenges right now, but I'm going to wait on you. And when you wait on God, that strengthens your heart. That will bring strength to your soul. And so that's the third way, eating the right stuff, doing exercise, godliness, and, and waiting on God. All of these things bring strength to your heart. Could the worship team come back on the platform, please? So I just want to finish today by encouraging you to have a think about your own heart. So just focus on, on what I'm saying here uh, rather than on the beautiful people that are walking up onto the platform. Because there's a lot of things that can damage your heart. Letting the wrong words in, not living a godly life, and also dealing with challenging circumstances in a wrong way. All of these things can have a detrimental effect on the health of your heart. And you know, the best way to determine the condition of your heart, the health of your heart, is to listen to what you're thinking and what you're speaking. So it says in Luke 6, verse 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So this isn't about other people right now. It's I don't know about you, but I find it really easy to think about, oh yeah, they needed that word today. That person over there sitting next to me, they needed that word today. Because I know their mouth, when that speaks, I know what's going on in their heart. But what about you today? What's going on in your heart? What, what, it, what, what are your thoughts that you're continue, continually hearing? What are the words that are coming out of your mouth? Because that will show you the condition of your heart. Perhaps you've been consuming the wrong stuff, the wrong words in your life. Perhaps that's clogged your heart up. Perhaps you've not exercised godly living and you've kind of left your station. You've not been guarding your heart properly. Perhaps challenging circumstances that you've been through have damaged your soul, damaged the heart of who you are, broken, even crushed your heart. Perhaps your heart has become heavy because you have secrets There are hidden things. You're dealing with shame and guilt. And I want to say to you today, I believe God wants to say to you today, he wants to heal your heart. God wants to heal your heart today. If you've let the wrong stuff in, if you know that that your heart is in a damaged condition today, God wants to heal your heart. Amen? Psalm 147 verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Isn't that wonderful? If you're sitting there thinking, that's me. Right now, my heart is damaged. My heart's even broken. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Luke 4 verse 18 The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. This is what Jesus said about him, himself. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Jesus came to heal hearts. Jesus came to restore mankind to relationship with God even when you're saved, even when you've been restored to relationship with God. It doesn't mean that you don't live in a real world and it doesn't mean that you go through tough times and often your heart can be damaged in the world that we live in. And Jesus says to you today, I came to heal your broken heart. Amen. He came to heal your broken heart. Just let God speak to you today with those words. He he heals the broken heart. And bind up, binds up their wing, wounds. So I just want to say today to you, the very best thing that we can do is come to Jesus. Come to Jesus, lay your heart before him, acknowledge that you've got stuff wrong and let God in. First John 1 verse nine says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He did that the moment you turned to him. Your sin was dealt with. But on a continual basis, God is ready to step in where your heart is broken, where it's been clogged up with the wrong stuff. God is ready to come in and bring healing to your life, bring cleansing to your life. So the very best thing we can do is come to him with our whole heart. And then commit to guarding your heart. I want to encourage you, church, today. Let's be people who are committed to guarding our hearts. That doesn't mean a hard-hearted people. That means being people whose hearts we look after our hearts. We let the right stuff in, but we keep the wrong stuff out. Amen? I hope that spoke to you today. If, if you're here today and, and you've, you've never given your life to, to Jesus, you've never begun a relationship with God, it's simple. Um, there is this thing called sin, and it separates you from God. It, it, it's all the, the stuff that doesn't meet God's perfect standard. God's a perfect God, and He desperately wants relationship with you, but unless the, the sin thing is dealt with, He can't have relationship with you. And And so... God's desire is friendship with you. God's desire is that you would become his child, that he would be your loving heavenly father and that you would know him in that way. And all you need to do is say, God, I'm sorry for my sin. I lay it down and put your faith in Jesus. Jesus, who went to the cross to take the sin of the world upon himself. He took your punishment. He was condemned for you. He was punished for you, he paid the price for your sin and there is now nothing that separates you from God if you put your faith in Jesus. So let's just close your eyes and just pray after me, please. Say, everyone together, okay, out loud. Everyone together, out loud. This might be the first time you've prayed this prayer. You may have prayed it before. Say, dear Father, I'm sorry for the wrong I've done in my life. I believe in Jesus who died on the cross and took my sin. I thank you that I have been set free, that I have now become your child. And I thank you for a new life, that you would lead me and guide me into your plans for my life. Thank you for loving me. Amen. Just keep your heads bowed, keep your eyes closed. If anyone is here today and you have prayed that prayer and you've just made your peace with God, maybe you've never prayed that prayer before. You came here today and you didn't know what to expect, but right now you've prayed that prayer, you've made peace with God and you're you're, you're starting a relationship with God today. Maybe you've been away from God and you've come back to him today. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing just do one more thing for me with you today. Just, well, everyone else's heads and eyes are closed. Just, would you just raise your hand and say, that's me. I prayed that prayer. Raise it high. Raise it bold. Say, yeah, that's me. I prayed that prayer today. I've just begun a relationship with God. Anyone here today? Okay. You can lift your heads up. Uh, we're just going to spend these last few minutes of the service, uh, in a time of worship. And, uh, I would like to pray for anyone, and I'd like our pastoral team and, and those who are on our ministry team just to, to be able to pray for anyone who who has just been challenged by that word today. So just come forwards now. Um, let's stand up first. Let's stand up together. And uh, as we begin to sing this song again, as Paula said last week, don't just don't think about it too much. Just if you know that you have a damaged heart, if if you if you are kind of saying, God, I need I need you to heal my heart. I've got a broken heart. I haven't guided my heart right. I've let the wrong stuff in. I want to get the stuff out that I know is clogging my heart. Just come right forward boldly now as we worship the Lord today. and Come and stand at the very front here and we're going to pray for you. Let's worship Jesus.